Your body is unique. So why would you settle for a weight loss plan that's one size fits all? Noom is the weight management program that takes into account your biology to build a custom plan just for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. In 2022, Team Milk came together by sponsoring female marathon runners for the marathon in New York City. Today, they're more than 20,000 strong. In 2024, Team Milk is making an even bigger commitment to female runners and launching the only women's marathon in the U.S., designed for and by women. The inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Hello and welcome to Good One, a podcast about jokes. I'm your host, Jesse David Fox. This week, we take you back to Vulture Festival with the panel celebrating the final season of Insecure, airing currently on HBO. You'll be hearing my friend and colleague, Alice Jung, in conversation with the show's star and creator, Issa Rae, and her co-star and former Good One podcast guest, Yvonne Orji. Friends, I gotta tell you, the vibe that night outdoors at the Hollywood Roosevelt was so good. You know, people hadn't been together in a long time and they're here celebrating their favorite show and everyone was laughing and crying. It was so good. And I'm so excited for you to listen to this. So here is Issa Rae and Yvonne Orji. Uh, hi everyone! Uh, welcome to Vulture Festival. Um, to the Insecure, the pre-union. Uh, I'm Alex Jung. I'm a, a writer at New York Magazine, and I'm here with uh, the creator, the star, the writer, the everything, Issa Rae. The star, the right, also writer, comedian Yvonne Orji. Let's go! Yeah. Let's go! That's you, boo. Uh, and we're here to talk about uh, the very bittersweet moment that we're all in right now, which is uh, the final season of Insecure. Oh, you guys in here? There's a seventh season, a sixth and seventh. Oh, there was an extension? Yeah, yeah. Oh, great, great. Yvonne's body was found in a ditch. <laughs> My body? <laughs> I was like, that was too extreme. No, there's, there's no seventh Stab yourself is what Easter <laughs> just said. Okay. Um, and to celebrate that moment, uh, in a kind of wind down, we have some Prosecco. Hey, Let's turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. Um, Issa would like the entire bottle. I would. I already started. <laughs> I knew the assignment. Okay. I know you will. You're my I best friend. I wish that I could love you. What's this? <laughs> yeah. Teach me the word right now. Uh, there are no words, unfortunately. Just that part. That's all I figured out was you're my best friend. 
Oh, you gotta, okay, we gotta, we need to stop. Okay. You're my best friend. You gonna open the bottle. You gonna kill it, baby. You gonna <laughs> go full throttle. You're my best friend. Ooh, throttle. You, <laughs> you better rhyme, Jesse Jackson. Ooh, let's do it. Jesse Jackson is your first example of a rhymer. <laughs> Yay! Turn up, turn up, turn up. I'm very nervous about this. No, you Wait, you the pants it. are hot pink? I thought they were red. Oh, that's how you were saying. He was saying, like, we we're all on brand oh. pink. And I was like, oh, no, he doesn't know colors. <laughs> but you do. You we do thought you was colors. a blood this whole time. Yeah, for real. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, cheers. Um, I thought that they wait, did you not know, give me wait. a glass. Oh, <laughs> oh, can we get a glass, please? Oh. Oh, they thought I was going to drink water. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you guys have drinks out there? You don't? Oh, oh let's go. Oh, y'all lit. I see water. Y'all putting up water like. This is, yes. All right. Cheers. So a toast, toast to the end. To the end. Cheers. Hey. And the beginning. And the beginning. And the beginning. Yes, bam. Eyes. And the beginning. Eyes. Eyes. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, this is a rowdy bunch. I like them. Um, so we have a little clip, I think, from the upcoming episode on oh. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to just take a little sneak peek before we get started. This nigga's in bulk out here. It's like Costco. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We're going to find this party. All the blacks have the same idea. <sighs> Damn, we are a monolith. I think that might be Nathan's group over there. Niggas to the north and the south. Girl, the options is looking good, too. Caught one be on Bumble and the bitch is back. <laughs> First of all, I said the date was good. The sex, oh, no, I fuck weird now. I need to get more reps in with somebody who knows what they're doing. Oh, someone who knows what they're doing, that would be me. Nope. You know what, I might be on my spiritual shit, but I'm here to support you and you. Ooh. Are we open for business? Ah, okay, yes, hi team, I love that for y'all. I know, so I feel like beach scenes are always hard to shoot. They are, How was it? Cold. Luckily, we're gonna, we're gonna shoot cold. it in February, thank God, and it got moved. But it was windy. It was. She had a very uncomfortable bathing suit, but the body was banging though. Was <laughs> bomb. That's the same thing Shiona said to make me feel comfortable. And yeah. I was like, I have pearl thongs just <laughs> in my booty for eight days, and nobody got to see it. You, you didn't even get to see the pearls in the ass. I felt it. it okay. Was, yeah. But yeah, beach scenes are very, very hard to do. But you know, we hadn't done like a proper beach scene since season one when we got y'all and we wanted like to show the the beauty of South LA beaches. And Molly has never been to the beach. So <laughs> <laughs> since college. She didn't college. Was, she didn't go to the yeah, beach it was to time college. To introduce her to waves. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. How has it been watching the final season as it's sort of unfolding and everybody else gets to watch this thing you've been working on? I mean, it's always exciting to watch with people. We've done a couple of screenings. So the first two episodes, we got to screen at our premiere and to see that like people react to it live was great. And um, did a screening in New York together, which was fun to see people's reactions. And then um, the online reaction is always just <laughs> fucking so crazy. Speak on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy because the thing about doing the thing about doing a show like this and representing, you know, a specific culture, representing black people in a way, like even though that we've said we're not representing the entire black experience, we can't do that. People still hold on to it, 
you know? And so it's like you're you're telling a story, a very specific story, but people feel like it's this my story, this our story, and you got to do it this way. And it's like literally while you're, if you're telling a story to a friend and you're like, so I, I did this and whoop-de-whoop and I met them. And, the, and Twitter is like the online, Twitter is like the person that's interrupting the story to be like, but, but, but what about this? What about this part? And it's like, I'm getting to that. Just hold on, just hold on, okay. But wait, what about this character? You just left them out. They're going to come back. Just shut up and let me tell the story. And that's what it feels like <laughs> to make a show online for Twitter to respond. I've enjoyed watching the redemption story of Molly S. Carter. <laughs> it only took two episodes. I was like, Twitter is a fake, fake place that people go when they are hurt. Um, it only took one episode. Uh, Molly's grown. We like her again. We knew she's always been a good friend. I was like, what the hell? All last year in a pandemic, I was slitting my wrist. <laughs> I mean, tell me about, uh, you know, sort of starting the season at Stanford, deciding to, to reconcile and to sort of like heal the wound. Because, you know, there's a version of the show where that could have been the end of the show, right? Where they sort of come together. But you decided to start with that. Yeah, I mean, we know that the show is, okay, somebody, a Molly fan. I was like, they shooting? Both of I can't die. I'm still single. <laughs> so we knew that this season coming to an end, we wanted to get them in a great place. And we had established, you know, uh, subtly, albeit like season one, that the characters we're friends from college, from Stanford, and so we just love the idea of, and given that Amy Aniobi, who's an exec on the show, and, and me, we went to to Stanford together, and our, uh, she was a year older than me, but her reunion was coming up, and I had gone to my reunion just a couple years ago, and it's just such a great place to reconnect, um, and to have that as a set piece for the origin of Molly and Issa's friendship, in addition to like the the reunion of their friendship, um, felt felt right and exciting an exciting story for us to sell. Did you ever consider another college other than Stanford? Yeah, I didn't want her to go to Stanford. It was a, it was a props mistake, and I in hindsight, I guess I was just being too literal because I was like, y'all put a fucking Stanford mug in Issa's room. Well, why would y'all do that? I didn't ask for this, but like nobody saw that, <laughs> so. <laughs> But I think over like over time we were just like okay the characters went there but yeah I I, I also don't know where I would have wanted them to go if they didn't go there and it you know it matches the real friendship story and the real you know some of the real people that it was based on so I didn't consider another school but um, I didn't necessarily want it to be Stanford. Wait, so it was because of a mug? <laughs> yeah. You know, props. Just yeah, it was. It was, it was props. And yes, again, maybe maybe we had something else, I hope. Writers, bail me out. Was there something else? Nope. Okay, but yeah, it was a mud. But a lot of things were established back in season one, you know? Yes. Um, including uh, Molly being an AKA. Um, and uh, that has, uh, you know, there's been some... Where y'all at? Show your face. Show your face. Any AKAs and not any skiwees up in here? We saw the tweets. Where your face? My, my girl, you got green on at the end. You coming for us? Oh, okay. There's so many white people here. They were like, what are AKAs? Um, I was going to wear my pink and green today, but I thought. What? I was going to wear pink and green in honor, but. So you want the smoke? I don't. I don't want the smoke. I never did. 
You got your your, your Snoop Dogg th- thug braids. You want the smoke. <laughs> you, you, hey. Come on, baby. For shizzle, let's get it, my news. <laughs> I mean, but what do you make of it being a thing now in season five when it was even in when uh, Molly meets Tiffany for the in yeah. the show for the first time, it's established. Like, they do the hand sign. It's not. A, what's a thing? Is it a thing? Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's new new viewers. I think it's um, you know people tuning in and being like, uh, "This is the show y'all been watching?" Because they fucking up. You know, it's like that element, and that people do tend to to pick the show apart. I think that's also a hobby of of watching the show is just like, let's see what they did wrong this week. <laughs> you know, um, but it's not everybody. I think that it was a small, to Yvonne's point, it was a small subset of people. And I don't think that responding helped, so it amplified it in a way. So, you know, I think we're, I think both sides are at fault here. But I think they're still watching, so. I don't know. Cheers. I, they're watching. They okay. watched last week. Shout out to AKs. We love you. Woo! <laughs> and the Divine Nine, all of y'all, because Lawrence is a Kappa. And Omegas, we love you. No, he's no, not. I just <laughs> told you that. <laughs> oh, Omegas, we love you too. Even though we said your your party smell like ass and booty holes. But see, they didn't even come, they didn't even come for us. They did not come for us. Omegas don't watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're um, ready. So the show starts, you know, like uh, it goes back to the beginning of the season. So I kind of wanted to do that in this conversation. Uh, and I was just curious to hear about how Yvonne got cast on the show in the very beginning. What your memories were about that. Um, sure. I mean, I've been following Yvonne uh, since like 2008, just seeing her presence on social media. She was just super funny to me and I friended her on Facebook. And then that you were in, were you in DC at the time or you were in New York? Was that a GW? I went to Liberia after that friend. Okay. And then I was in New York. Um, and then she moved to LA and I had started doing Awkward Black Girl and independent of me like friending her on Facebook, she hit me to be like, oh, I love your show, Awkward Black Girl. And I was like, bitch, I love you. You know, I'm your, we're Facebook friends. And I was like, <laughs> And I was like, I'm having this party, come over. And she came, uh, which is sketchy on her part. Like, she, I was a stranger. Uh, I, it was I, a wind down. I was, was having a, a wind down. It was a wind down. And I was like, yo, this Issa Rachel is really friendly. She's she just found him about me on Twitter. I had already decided we were friends, unbeknownst to you. And then uh, she would invite me to, I don't think it was you inviting me. Like we, there were these African fashion shows that were happening and I had a, a friend I went to high school with who you know, would ask me to come and sometimes host the red carpet. And so I saw her hosting one of them and I went to two of them and the second one, I was like, man, she really reminds me of my best friend before I started um, developing the show and then just kind of kept that in mind. And then when the show got, or when the pilot got greenlit to shoot, um, I hit her and was like, yo, this is happening. I'd love for you to audition. And at the same time, she was she had our show um, that she was promoting first gen out and got to see like, you know, she can really do this and she wants to act um, in addition to being a comedian and a, and a hilarious host and, 72 auditions later. <laughs> 89 auditions later. She got the rope. How many people did you guys see for, for Molly? We saw a lot of people from Molly. There was just a, you know, I had a very specific, you know, it was based off of someone. So for me, I had it in my mind. And Prentice and Melina, you know, just with the page, 
were just trying to find you know their version of who they thought molly was so we were seeing like uh of various different versions of actresses and then you know you saw who you tested with and they were all great but there was just something about you know you and and our chemistry our natural chemistry because i wanted to be a friend girl um so that's what it was you're my best friend (laughs) what was that memory for you from your side uh very similar i think uh the first the first three auditions uh were kind of the first one was good because i was new there was like uh, okay and then I remember the note that Vicky Thomas, the casting director, gave for the second one. She called and was like, um, so the producers have a note. I was like, oh, great. Do less. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry? Just, you know, do less. She, I asked her to expound three more times. <laughs> she did not deviate from that note. She was like, you know, the, the hands and just the, just do less. So then I was like, cool, 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 cool. Um, took a whole acting class to figure out how to do less. And then the four, the gave my sprint money. I was like, help me do less. Um, then the fourth audition was the kind of the chemistry te- uh, test with Issa and I. And it was, that was the moment, because we were literally in chairs like this and we were doing the scene in, from the pilot in the car when they get into an argument and she's texting Daniel. And, uh, I walked out, we were in Be- Beverly Hills, so it was like Beverly Boulevard. Whatever it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And I was just like, yo, fam, I don't even know who they looking for, but if it's not me, the show is whack. Like I, I think that was the one time I was ever confident in this whole process. And then came the fifth and final test at HBO, and then I cried to my car, because I was like, it's not me, it's my, I don't even care. Like, I'm gonna do my own sh- I started out doing my own shit. Why did I even want, why did I deviate at this show that's sold already? Yeah, so that was that was the one time that I thought like I I had a shot. Was first gen like a part of uh, what you interested in like you interested you and her for the part or did did you also make that with awkward black girl in mind or stuff like that? No, actually, before I did that trailer, I watched every um, every trailer that came out on ABC that year. So this was like 2014, 15. So like ABC was doing like it was like Blackish, Fresh Off the Boat, and like the family, whatever family show that was a comedy on ABC. I watched that and then created my trailer because uh, I was like, that is the home I want to do a family show about like immigrants from the continent. And to answer your question, no, that would like when I saw her on stage that day, that was already etched in my mind of just like, oh, she reminds me of my best friend. And then, oh, I'm writing this show based on her. Um, let me hear her up and see what's up. And it was so funny because when we shot the pilot, Jerome, who's here, we had the scene outside of a club and he was like, wow, you are just like Megan. And I was like, I don't know who this Megan chick is. I had never met. She, we said her name already. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, girl. I don't tag her in 18 pictures. Well, you remind me just like <laughs> Molly number one. And I was just like, are you serious? Because I, like, I don't even know what I was doing. We were just standing outside in front of the like lowrider Cadillac. And I was just like, wow, like I, some things, I, I guess, like when something's for you, it's for you. Because I was like, I had never met her. And then when we actually did meet, it was like, hey, you, you brought like me. You got a booty like me. You can dance too. So we just had a moment. It was just all body parts. <laughs> just, just. 
were you you know like the first episode i was like rewatching it and it's like your first conversation is the broken pussy conversation uh was that the first thing you shot together no, the first thing that we shot together was the the car fight scene, which was, you know, and I, it, the first day that we oh, shot. The fight. The fight, yeah. The first day of the pilot was mostly Molly scenes because they, you know, just wanted to give Mia, like, a chance to ease into it, which I appreciated. And so it was just all on you. I was like, meanwhile, <laughs> I thought I was going to get recast. Uh, no, but it was perfect. Like, watching her do the scenes was just like, ah, yes, we did it right. Like, it's perfect. She looks so beautiful. She's so funny in this. And then the last scene of the day, I was like, well, let me not fuck this up. <laughs> Shit. We did everything else right. And so I was very nervous to 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 be in that scene with her because it had been established that she was killing it all day. And up until that point, nobody had really seen me be the role shut up i we know after like 85 seasons of aqua black girl you were really still two seasons 85 and this is a tv show this is not something i was you know like editing in my fucking bedroom you know it was like oh there's stakes here and i could fuck my own shit up and you're doing a great job so let me come in here and ruin it but it was it, it ended up you know being so much fun and um, kind of just establish the d- dynamic. Perspective is so interesting because what I remember from that first day was Prentice giving me so many notes and me literally going home crying because I was like, oh. That day? It was like one of the first No, the, the Mercado day is when you cried. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I gave you a tissue because you was just <laughs> No, because he was giving me notes, and I didn't, I didn't know how TV works. This was my first time. So he was, Prentice was already in Edit Bay. And so he was like, hey, can we try this? I don't even know if it was the first day, but it was like very early. It was when Molly was coming out of the car to go meet uh, the league folks. So it was like season one. And he was just like, hey, can we, can you, can you come out this way? Okay, now, can you answer the call sad? Okay, can you take the call like you're angry? Okay, can you? And I was like, which one do you want? Like, I just really felt like, like I was just like, I'm not doing a good job. So he keeps giving me other options because clearly I'm not doing the first one right. And so I went home and I had my own mirror moment when I was like, okay, so this, you just got to be a thug about it. Have the conversation, you know what I'm saying? And shoulders and everything. And, and I had the conversation like, hey, princess, hey, <clears throat> hey, princess, hey, princess. Hey, can I talk to you for a second, princess? <laughs> <laughs> and I did roll up on you the next day, and I was like, hey, I just, I just feel like, you know, I'm not giving you guys what you, what you need, so can you let me know? Like, I feel like I'm good at taking direction, so. So direct me. So, like, what's up? <laughs> My nigga. Do your job. And Francis gave the look of, like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, he, he was so confused, and I was like, no, yesterday. And he was like, oh, no, I just don't want us to get stuck when we're editing and without having it, so I just want options. And I remember that was the first time I wanted to be like, can you leave with that? Like, I just was like, I need you to start the conversations like you're doing great. You're going to be a star also. Did you feel like when you were making it, you were like, this is it. It's coming together. Like, I can sort of envision the path or the future. No. Uh, No, not until the edit. And even the edit, like, seeing that first pilot cut was like, it was like, oh, it looks good, but is it good? I don't. I was too close to it um, and, you know, just really nervous about like, are they going to see, I felt like we put it all on the table. We told the story that we wanted to tell. Are they going to get it? Are they going to recognize it? And, you know, just, just a typical nerves, but I didn't know. I knew that it looked better than I had imagined. I knew that Mal- Melina had killed that, but um, 
I just I get I had the imposter syndrome. I just didn't have the 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 full faith until you know the president emailed us that first night he got the cut and was like it was something super dry like you're you're onto something and i was like yes we did it i know yeah you see it but um no beyond that absolutely not i'll never do you remember calling me after the pilot got picked up so she left me i think she was like leaving me a message and then I, I was like, wait, Issa's calling. So I think I called you back. And you were like, hey, girl, I just want to say thank you so much. Our show's getting picked up. Um, thank you for doing this with me. And I was like, doing this with you? What else was I going to be doing? Like, it was, it, it was just, it spoke to your graciousness in that moment. And it was also kind of like a little kid who got what she wanted for Christmas. It was like, it was so earnest. And it was, you were filled with so much joy. But then at the same time, like, I want you guys to play with my toy. And it was like, wow, she shares. <laughs> you wouldn't even let me have a moment a tender <laughs> it's just such a choice this but is an abusive girl. relationship <laughs> <laughs> so what, the, the real reason the show is ending <laughs> did you always know that the show like one of the central relationships would be uh, Issa and Molly without a doubt yeah that's what we came into it discussing like Princess and I were always just on the same page in terms of making sure that their friendship felt real and that we weren't like we didn't we weren't setting out to make them frenemies or to break up um but that that would be the core love story of the show and i think we stayed true to that i love you i love you too baby i didn't feel that <laughs> i love you okay yeah i felt that i felt that i mean because friendships are just as important as our romantic relationships and they take work pa they're painful uh, you have to like put in the time. You absolutely have to put in the time. I think friendships are taken for granted in so many ways and they're not given the same respect um, and care as, you know, romantic relationships in many cases and especially those friendship breakups. Like that was one of the things that we discussed in the room of just so many of us, aside from the men in the room, I feel like men don't have real friendships, but the, aside that's... Cause they be with dudes they knew yeah. since eighth grade. Yeah, and be like, yeah, that nigga like, yeah, uh, fuck I my girl, but we still, we still cool. Like, we just don't talk, I, but we I still cool. Him. I invite him to my way. He'll be my best man, but um, I don't speak to that nigga. But like, the women in the room really had like, we were all, we all had examples of just bruised relationships. We were all bruised from broken friendships, and you know, some had spoken to therapists about it but we we just all came to the realization it's like there's not really a platform like that that has showcased the true friendship breakup and the toll that it takes on you because it hurts it really really fucking hurts how did your own relationship develop you know over the years like doing the show <laughs> i mean she's like a, a sister to me she's become like a sister to me um in you know in in so many ways she's just such a she's the type of person to just have your back to look out for you she's one of the most considerate people i've ever met so much so that i'm like i just i aspire to be that way and i i just am am not i really really aspire and i've told you this like i aspire to be as considerate as you are and you're always giving me advice just even in like other relationships and friendships where it's just like just do this and do this and it's like that didn't even occur to me but she's just such a genuine person and i feel so blessed to have actually you know made a true friend during this process even though i set her up to do that the whole time it was all part of my plan so i won 
I was about to say some nice and then I was like, no, no, no. I think you I think you don't give yourself enough credit for how good of a human you are, which also translates to how good of a person and friend you are. Like, yes, I'm considerate, but I'm like, oh, you changed my life. You don't need to be more considerate than that. Like, it's fine. Like I I can get your water. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> what I can't get is my mama a house. But you you, you did that. Um, so I feel like it's not apples to apples. Like you're good for what you, uh, who you are, and you cr- surround yourself with people. Because the reality is, like, Issa took a shot on so many people. Season one, it was just, it was just her being like, I just want to make a show with people I think can do it. What? <laughs> and convincing the network that that was acceptable. Um, and that, and now we're all doing it in our own ways, but that's because like, that's your heart. So sure, you're not as considerate, but like, (laughs) you're fine. Thank you, girl. Was it hard convincing the network or convincing people to do that in the beginning? Um, the network came on board. I think initially they were, they wanted experience, you know, having done this for several shows, they they pitched directors that were bigger names, that were sexy, that would, in their defense, like they could they could put it on like the trailer or the the poster and be like, it came from this person. You have to watch. Um, and then the more and more I met with people, the more it became clear like either they didn't they didn't understand the show or it just wasn't it wasn't the right dynamic. Who'd you meet? I'm not gonna do that, but I will say, and I tell this story. There's one like big big name director who I'm a huge fan of um, that they were pushing so much so that they were like, he's great. He's the perfect person for you. And we'll, f- he's not from LA, but we'll send a jet every week for his- for him to shoot the show. And I was like, y'all going to send a jet for him and we don't have a budget to shoot this shit in whatever. Okay, cool. Great. Um, and so they flew me out to meet him and he just wasn't, it just wasn't right, you know? And as much of a fan I was of his, it just was like, this isn't, we're not gonna make the the show that I wanna make together. And then, you know, finally got to, you know, he ended up backing out and I was gonna tell him like, hey, this didn't work, but it just worked out that he just couldn't do it at the time. He was just wasn't in the, in the place. And I was like, so relieved. And then I saw him season two when the show was out. And I saw him at a party. <laughs> And he was like, yo, I saw your, <laughs> I saw your show. And I was like, oh, dope. Uh, he was like, I would have fucked that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so validating. It was just, it was it a blessing. Just like <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever write like your relationship into the show? Like between the two of you, you know, did it, did parts of that ever sort of like filter in? No, but here's what they did do. Season <laughs> these hoes. Season one, they invited all the actors to like the like the writers' room just to talk to us. Just just want to get a sense of who we were as pe- as people. Um, asking us all the questions of the world about like our dating life, about family life, <laughs> life life. Didn't know that that was research. Were you surprised by something appearing? You know. What, what what appeared? You tell me, writer. <laughs> what what triggered you? It was just I, just the, the 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 deceptiveness of it all, the deceit. We got to know you and we loved you. 
I think, yeah, season season two, I feel like, is when we had those conversations. And we just, again, wanted to, it was our way of getting input from our leads, you know. And uh, we got great stories out of there. Because at the end of the day, we want to tell real experiences. And, you know, like I said that this was based off of, you know, friendships that I've had. And we'd mine those experiences. But we wanted to just, in the same way that we do in the writer's room, we're, we're all telling stories that end up making the page. We wanted to do the same for some of our writers and see what resonated with you, stories that resonated with you. And Molly and Yvonne have a lot in common. Why did your voice go so high? I don't appreciate that. that it's was, true, mm-hmm. though. It's true. I think that that's... Mm-hmm. The sooner you accept the it... The helicopter was going over. It can't, they, they, God don't like ugly. <laughs> so what part of you made it into the storyline? A lot of it. Mm. You already know that. Was it? A lot of the, a lot of me made it in the story. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody, but a lot of it is fabricated and not true. You can't have a lot and a lot. Come on, man. What part of the pie? You just canceled it out. Some and some, you know? Some and some, but not all. Exactly. Your math skills. Woo-hoo. I was good at math. You know, uh, uh, Vulture did a writer's room talk uh, 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 with Insecure. Uh, and uh, my understanding was during season four when it was real tense between your two characters. There was a tally between, you know, one for Molly, one for Issa. Uh, and I was, I was curious, Yvonne, if you felt like it was fair. Like, was the tally fair? Before, before the internet commentary, was the tally fair? So we actually watched season four together. Before the internet commentary, but okay. See, this is the reason why there's no longer a show. Just joking. No, we, we actually watched season four together, and we were keeping tally. And Issa D was at, like, ten, right? And Molly was at, like, three. Wait, like, she ten was at strikes? Like four. or Ten strikes. Ten Her strikes. and my real best friend were watching. We did, like, a, yes. a, a reviewing of, of the past seasons in a theater. And I was between Yvonne and my real best friend as they were tallying, like, uh, that's a strike for Issa, huh, girl? And it was like, y'all are clearly biased. So asking her this, thank you, who said right? Is my girl here? Anyway, uh, I don't think that. And so, well, okay, so at the black party, I mean, Molly had one of those super strikes. It was like, I was at 10, <laughs> you were at 10, and she was at four. And then I was like, okay, cool, cool. we both at 10. Um, the parking spot, though, the parking spot is honestly the only regret. The, uh, that was what did it. <laughs> that didn't do Molly any favors of just like, you know, she, she tried to sue a par- parking spot from Issa. And the way that it was configured, I would have switched She's just Issa's a bad role. driver. It's not her fault. I mean, Issa. She... It was Issa's spot. I agree. I'm sorry. I didn't know this was a call and response. Are we in church? <laughs> I'm sorry, is there an offering plate being passed around to you? What's going on? The problem is, (laughs) well, we were shooting season four. I don't think anybody knew. I did, I was so oblivious. I was like, oh, these are some good scripts. Oh yeah, girl, that is, friendships do be like that. Like, I just felt like we were just acting. And I think for us also as writers, like we were accumulating the entire season. If you look at season one, Issa is a terrible fucking friend. She really is. And so I think overall, if you look at the series from, you know, one to four, it is it is even. But I think the nature of watching television, you're rooting for the protagonist. I'm sorry, can you say, can you say I don't re- remember reading any interviews of you saying. I said the, that. It w- like just now, but I, I didn't read in the last. No, you because you hadn't been in the interviews. No, They cut I, that part I read, out. I read all of, I have Google alerts on you. <laughs> 
This is the first time that I have heard you. But it's say. true. It's true. Oh, now it's true. Where were you last season when I needed you? <laughs> Doing interviews. Haters, they gon' hate. Mm-mm. Ballers, they gon' ball. Did the fan response surprise you during season four? I, I think it surprised She was of. very hurt, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she was like... I'm still hurt. Okay. She no. was like... Because episode one... Like, that was just, we, we planned as writers to build it out over four episodes, like, back and forth, back and forth. Like, this is Issa's infraction, this is Molly's. And episode one, people were like, oh, Molly is a motherfucking bitch. Did y'all hear that shit? <laughs> and then I felt like we talked, and it was like, oh, wow, they're catching on to what we're doing already. That's crazy, but they're, like, they're going a little hard. But we're going to get it back. Like, episode two, they're going to see what Issa does. And I was looking forward to SNT. I put, I put the yeah. meme out, like, ha. <laughs> Can wait till next week. And then next week they were like, no, 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 she's still trying. And then, like, the more as it as it progressed, we talking, she'd be like, they all are Molly. They don't see what Issa doing. <laughs> like, what is what's the problem? Listen, growing up, I was the snitch in the family, right? So watching it, I was like, so y'all niggas did not see when uh, uh, Molly was there season one when Daniel came to the thing and I was like, wow, <laughs> these fans ain't loyal. Now it was, it was um, I mean, it was a challenging season in my life. <laughs> but it was really, what, no, what it was, was I was like, is it about to affect my money? Because... <laughs> <laughs> because my special was coming out and folks was like, nah, 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 nah. they trying to throw up the set. We're not going to watch this trash. But I was like, wait a damn minute. So I just, you know, I've, it's fine. We, <laughs> we, we got through it. Is shooting the fight scenes, like the block party, is that hard? How is that? Yes. <laughs> well, no. No, it wasn't. Shooting the season was really, I mean, that season was yeah. really hard because we... You know, we spent my, some of my favorite scenes are when I'm like, oh, I get to work with Yvonne today. Like, I know it's going to be jokes all day. And it is like being in the same, like the block party was fun to shoot, but there was still this looming tension of like, oh, we got to do this fight scene. And I think we did the fight scene last on a day. So the, the first day was like us being cool, so it was okay. But like to do an overnight shoot and also to be in like, you were in a separate zone because you were like, for in, in that scene, like you were the one most affected. You were the one who like wanted to come at Issa so you were in a different emotional space um but I think about also like season one episode seven like that was one of our first fight scenes um and that was like weird to do but we were still like practice had to tell us like y'all are cracking jokes in between stay there stay there like we just didn't know stay the same character season no, one no, 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 I was like know, was it's your fault because you girl you wanna go you wanna go down yeah you need a snack you good you good <laughs> but you. like yes by, by episode five I think we just I mean by season four we really felt that tension no they're, they're for me they're really hard cause like Issa is lovable like she is just love personified and so when we have to fight, I just really be like, I, I remember the season one, I was like, girl, I'm like, yeah, I wrote this. I'm, I don't really want to be saying these things to you. Um, and then season four was hard because like we weren't shooting at all, like the whole season. And then like the one day where I'm like, hey girl, I miss you. It's like, oh, I gotta hate you. Okay, here we go. That was very difficult. No, I remember after season one, I went home and watched Veep. For like, t- for like two hours just to calm down. Cause I was still mad. Like I w- it was also the first time we had shot like a very like angry scene 
And I was like, this is triggering. It's the eighth grade all over again. I hate you. I'm just <laughs> Wherever you are. Please um, strike that name for the record. That might uh, in episode two, uh, you know, you're working with, uh, your character's working with Crenshaw, uh, uh, and he's, okay. you know, he has his vision and you're giving notes and watching it. I did have the distinct sense that like, maybe this is pulling from your own experiences making, uh, the TV, the TV shows. Yeah. It came <laughs> from my own experience on both sides, actually, you know, as, a creator um, and a creative, like wanting to be able to just put your pure, rawest form of self-expression out there and then being told to whittle it down to for it to be palatable to certain audiences or for a specific budget like that, that hurts. And that also comes from a sense of greenness, from a sense of, in some cases, like I had online entitlement where I was like, I release this shit online and whatever, it's going to get a response, you know, and that's, like, why do I have to listen to what you're going to say? Um, and wanting to put that in a character, but also being on the other side of it, you know, being able to have a platform and and say to, like, HBO or whatever network or platform, like, I believe in this creator and they're dope. Um, I hope you fuck with them, too. And then watching the process of them having to go through that and feeling helpless of just, like, well... I, w I want this opportunity for you and you're as green as I was. And I also had to learn like notes are part of the process and wanting it for both of us, wanting it for you, but also feeling helpless in the process. Like I don't have the process, I don't have the power to, to stand up for you in the same way that you might want me to and vouch for you. And it's just that delicate dance. And so that felt really interesting for us to tell via, via Crenshaw's character. Just looking back, you know, because I know that there was a long development process at HBO. And, you know. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And I know that you felt frustrated about it. And I, I there was also, like, an ABC show, uh, right? Like, I Hate LA Dudes, yeah. you know. And so, like, I was, I, I was wondering if you thought about all of that stuff differently sort of right now from your vantage point and what happened. Completely, but it comes from the point of, like, and when I think about I Hate LA Dudes, I think about how I felt like I just didn't have a voice. I didn't have a really a point of view. I was, uh, I always said that I was in an eager to please place because I felt like this was a chance that I was being given and I just wanted to make something that they wanted as opposed to having something to say. And in that process, I just didn't, I didn't candidly know what story I wanted to tell. I was looking to them for guidance. And then with Insecure, I think, you know, in working with, uh, Larry Wilmore and then ultimately Prentice like to be able to have like the in, in a sense permission to be like no or the realization like they bought you they want your story like that's who they want in the room they don't want what they want they want what you want and we're gonna hone that together was just a, a life-changing perspective for me it was just like okay they didn't necessarily buy the idea they bought me um, and I should I should claim that and I should own that uh, in a way to make the best story that I want to tell. But with the, with the Crenshaw situation, it is hard because sometimes you're not, they're not always right. And that has always been a, a, a balance too, of just finding the voice to say, this is, I, I hear what you're saying and there's validity to it, but this is, this is where I'm trying to go with it and let's have a conversation about it. 
Um, and I think the episode two was just, he was so passionate and he wasn't going to listen either way. He felt like, you know, it had to be on his terms or, or not. But it does feel like the show sort of sided with him ultimately. No? You got to watch the show. <laughs> okay. We are episode three, baby. <laughs> But I think something that you said, uh, I think it was in the wind down when I think Prentice asked if that was you selling out or Issa D selling out. And you were like, no, because it is it's easy to just say that that's what it is. But when you're in that position, it's like, no, you have there's so many factors at play. So like, yes, you're a visionary, you're a talent, but like millions are at stake. You know, what I mean? and not just millions, but like there's so many nuance that someone who just has an idea is not thinking about it. They're just thinking about preserving the idea, but someone else has to be thinking about the future, the long term. How do we make this moment maximize for another moment? And I, I, I thought that was really interesting for the show to tackle. Like, I was actually proud. I was watching it, like, as a fan. We'll be right back with more Issa Rae and Yvonne Orji. Most weight loss programs focus on restriction and inflexible routine, which is why most diets fail. But Noom isn't a diet. It's a weight management program that uses psychology and biology to help you develop healthy, sustainable habits. Noom believes that weight loss starts with the brain, and their daily lessons are tailored to help users understand the science behind food cravings and eating choices. Whether you want to lose weight, increase physical activity, meet a health goal, or simply change the way you think about food, Noom can help you build healthy habits while still enjoying your favorite foods. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com and check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from 26.2 Team Milk and their new docu-series, Running Sucks. Is running the worst? Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I hate it so much. (laughs) I hate it so freaking much. That you're a real runner now! I hate it. I'm Abby Ayers, a 37-year-old mom from Utah who found herself running across the Manhattan Bridge in my first race ever. Running Sucks celebrates women who run and the running communities that carry them across the finish line. Running helped me in so many ways postpartum. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. For every person like you, I'm telling you you belong and I'm telling you you can do it. I never thought the words would leave my mouth, but yes, I'm planning on running a marathon. I can't even say it without laughing, because, like, who would have thought? Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course. Now back to Issa Rae and Yvonne Orji, live from Vulture Festival. How did you know that this would be the last season? You know, something that we had talked about from season one, you know. Like Prince you knew five? Yeah, five oh, was okay. the, the, the number. And, you know, occasionally we check in with each other. Apprentice would be like, you sure? It's still five? It's still five. Yep. Great. 
and we worked towards that. Um, but yeah, it just it felt like the the right time. We knew thematically where we wanted the characters to end up, and um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm still happy that we did five seasons. Let's stand by that. Tell them about the movie. I was gonna ask because HBO loves a movie. Tell them, tell them, tell them. The movie will Wait, star Yvonne, uh, Molly's Adventures, and it will be written by Yvonne Orju. It's crazy. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank yeah. you, HBO and HBO Max, for my super deal. I love that for you. And none of the characters, other characters will be in it but Molly. That's really? crazy. Yeah. I think that's wow, because I thought it was about like You're Molly. You're my best friend. Nope. Uh, that's the thief's would you do a movie? No. No, no, no. I have no desire to do a movie. I feel like we did a show for five seasons. Um, tell that them what told you a story. Tell them what you said. What happened? I say, you, <laughs> I so say if you see that an insecure movie is out, it means I'm down bad. <laughs> <laughs> so just know that. <laughs> just, just know she really needed the money. Good. Okay. What's the point? We'll put our coins up. So now I can never do. <laughs> <laughs> if I come out like, hey, uh, Amy, grab it. I have a, a show. I know. They're like, damn, Yvonne is really strapped. Can you tell me about writing the finale for the sh- for the show? Uh, my understanding was that you sort of changed things up a couple weeks beforehand. Yeah, we had a different finale that we broke as a room that we felt. And from the beginning, like, we talked about where we wanted this, what we wanted the story to be. And then the closer that we got to it and especially as we wrote like episode eight and nine it just felt like that finale didn't really while it was fun and great it just didn't really do the series or the season justice and so what was it what was it why why would i do that right now because i'm curious yeah you know we could just talk behind the scenes like we don't have to do this you right no but i'm curious too It just, it didn't, we'll talk after, after the, after the actual finale premieres, you'll, you'll have, I'll tell everything, but it just didn't do it justice, and so, like, a couple weeks before we shot, we just kind of just reconfigured what it was going to be, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I don't know about y'all, but. No, it was good. I, when we had the table read, I looked at her like, how the hell? When were you doing this and shooting the whole season? Like she, you killed that. I think you murdered it. Did you read the old script too? And then no, the she new doesn't one? show me anything. Like no, that. she never saw it. And I said I was gonna send it to her, uh, and you but never I did. haven't. Mm-hmm. I don't have. I don't. Okay, I will. Do you have input on scripts or words or uh, Molly's direction? Isa, <laughs> do do I have input? Isa, would you like to tell the Vulture crowd if I have input? Yeah, she has input. Yeah, she gives a lot of feedback. We <laughs> receive it. Uh huh. And then she acts. <laughs> she has this, strong opinions about certain things. Yeah, this was uh, this was actually the first ever. This was the first year. Well, last year, mm, season three I did, but we <laughs> that was rectified easily. Um, season season three. You, Okay, season five, I was like, uh-uh, what the hell? Nah, fam, 
And Issa was like, mm, sorry, girl. It's just the way it is. I said, that is what? not what I said. That is not what I said. It was hair and makeup trailer, 5 a.m. Because you were coming at me like, nah, 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 nah. Like, it was, and I was, I was like, like, girl. I didn't know how to be diplomatic. I was we right were, here. Um, but you guys will see it. And <laughs> thank God for Princess Penny because when Issa, when Issa said no, like mercy, uh, I went to Princess and he was like, okay, I see your point. Yeah, and that's how you need it. That's, yeah, cool. And he he saw, and he. I'm very he, curious about what season three was. It's aired. Is this you, okay? Yeah, personal business. Well, well uh, when you give me the script, I'll I'll let you know. Got you backstage. Okay. Got you. Um, but no, like this, like it was. I I had never been in that situation because I was like, okay, I'm gonna talk to Issa. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Issa, and Issa was like, no, girl, it's it's thing, and I was just surprised by how little power I had. <laughs> and then, I also, Princess, Princess is a husband, a father, so, and he's diplomatic. He was like, just make her feel good. We're not changing it, but make her feel good. And I was like, that's, that's a little bit helpful. <laughs> but there were some notes. That I, that you, took a, you took a half of a note from me, and I, that's all yeah, I'm we worth. Took the, we took the notes, too. We did it. Huh? We took the notes. We did. When you say we, like, are we speaking French? We did. All as a collective. Oh, we okay. took the notes. I want you to see, because have you seen, have you seen every single episode no, this season? No. I'm, I'm, like, pacing myself. Okay. Well, then, I would love to know. I was there. Did. I saw it. I was there. I was, I was involved. I don't know. You might feel differently. Of something that everyone Next has seen. question. Can you give me an example of the spiciest feedback you gave that maybe changed the direction of the show or didn't or your character? get spicy i'm i'm no i'm i'm sweet kettle corn i would have to agree with that she and most of the characters on the show i know jay felt a way about chlamydia i think that that's <laughs> as most I men would doubt, like jay's absence uh lawrence's absence from the show definitely took a toll but I don't know that, I don't think that you've ever been. Yeah, I mean, I, I trust the writers. The writers are great at their jobs. I mean, obviously, they keep us coming back every week. Yeah, shout out to the writers. Um, and I think, too, I was like, Molly is a, just a fun character. And it's just like, I, I'm more, I, I get the scripts like, well, what happens next? You know, I, I'm equally as surprised, um, which is why I was very surprised by <laughs> this last season's turn of events. But I think you guys are going to love it. You guys are going to be like, it's great. She's going to love it too, guys. Just give her time. Um, there was a, you know, a video on Instagram of your last day on set. Um, and you, you talked a little bit about like sort of seeing yourself as uh, her protector or like that sort of sounded like the relationship. And I just, you know, I wanted to hear a little bit more about how you sort of see yourself in that constellation of the show. Yeah, you know, this was my very first big acting anything, right? And you recognize that there are so many people who have talent that in this industry, it's, everyone in here has some form of talent. So, like, I remember reading a book called Talent is Never Enough by John C. Maxwell. And, you know, when I, when I booked the role, I was like, all right, so, like, what am I really here for? Like, sure, I can tap into this role, but what else? And I remember just seeing Issa play so many hats. She was writer, she was producer, she was, you know, in all the meetings. And I was like, yo, if, if I can just make my job to make her life easier and whatever that is, like, I, I'm playing that role. 
Um, and it was actually, you know, like I said to her the last day, it was like that was one of the greatest joys of my life, just even being able to read the room. Some days I would come in and watch, and I'm like, Yo, she met, like, nobody talked to her. Like, I would actually feel, like, perturbed when we had, like, either a guest star come, and it's just like, hey, you know how to, I'm like, y'all not, like, right, not right now. Like, you can see, like, she wants to be quiet, or she's thinking about turning in the next script, or whatever it is, and sometimes people just are not in that mind frame. Um, and so that was, I, I took that on. Nobody told me to do that. For me, it was just like, I wanted to protect the head, you know? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. And like she, her head is hella heavy. Um, <laughs> me. That's why she's my sister, y'all. Can you tell me about your last day, like finishing up the show? Oh man, I thought I was all cried out. You know, we, uh, wrapped a lot of the characters in order and Prentice and Yvonne finished at the same time, the same day. And I, you know, every time someone, I do interviews about the final season and people would be like, it must be bittersweet, huh? And I'd be like, nah, <laughs> uh, sweet for me, baby. <laughs> Bitter for you might, you know, might be. And <laughs> you're so petty. And then that last day, knowing that they were rapping, you know, I get a van that picks me up from from my house, and it, we were we had an early call, and I was in the back of the van, and I usually like try to go to sleep, catch up on sleep before getting to set, and I was sitting up just like crying, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? What is this? What is it? Like, what is is it? Am I am I sad that they're leaving? Am I sad that it's ending? I don't I don't know what this means. Um, but I just, you know, then then we had a, a scene where Prentice was directing and it was a simple scene. It was like me on the phone and I had to like walk across the room. And all he did, all he told me was that, like, so you're going to pick up the phone and you're going to go over there. And I was like, OK, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> cool. And I just started crying. And I was just like, and he was like, whoa, is that not acceptable? <laughs> is that like, do you want to do something else? But it was just I, I realized I was going to just miss them so 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 much and I just I think I re recognize in that moment how appreciative I was to work with people like them and um, how it's one it's, it's it's a crazy thing when you just feel safe and happy to go to work no matter the stress you know it's it's just a, a great feeling to wake up go to work and know that you love every person that's there and that every person that's that's there has your best interest and every person that's there is working their hardest to to make the show of your dreams you know and to say goodbye to those two in particular at the same time just felt like a lot to deal with and it was just it was a lot it was a lot for me to take and then my last day it was just you know it was me um and we had already said goodbye to everybody. And I was like, well, okay, everybody's, all the fun people are gone. <laughs> it's just me. Um, and it was like a 20 hour day of finishing scenes. But you know, everybody came at the end to wrap me out at like 6 a.m. Uh, and I just felt, I, so, I felt so loved. And it was, it was truly like the biggest blessing ending to, to a show. So you, so you did cry. But then you clowned no, me. No, 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 I didn't cry. I was, um, it was like. No, uh, I think I heard, we all heard you say It was an emotional cried. outburst. So, oh, emotional outburst? <laughs> what are you, five? <laughs> but you clowned me when the uh, first episode aired. We, mm. you know, 
typically <laughs> outside of like season four pandemic, we as writers and actors would meet up every episode, every Sunday to watch it at somebody's house. Usually a writer, the, the writer of the episode's house and just, you know, live two together and have a little party. And so we didn't get to do that season four, but season five, we continued it. And we had had an eventful, eventful weekend. I'll give you that. But Sunday, it was the airing of the show. We did something in my office and everybody came through. And Yvonne was supposed to come through. And I texted her, I was like, girl, where the fuck you at? Because people were asking about you. And she was like, uh, girl, you know, I've just been, um, <laughs> I'm just sitting in a bathtub crying. Because, you know, I'm just, it's just, it's just really hitting me. And I listened to that voice, though, and I was like, bitch, if you don't get your crying ass R&B <laughs> sobbing in a bathtub ass over here, and she didn't come. You were so I'm sorry, I was disrespectful, but it was like, girl, we had already done, we did this already. It's on. But it was, it was a different. The, the wow, you are just the tin man. Where is your heart? Just <laughs> lifeless. Um, you know, we're we're sort of at the end here, but uh, I did want to. You know, the show is a a about your relationship in so many ways, but it's also about talking about men. Uh, and so I was curious. Uh, to get your opinions, um, both as yourself and as your characters, who you think that the character of the other person should have ended up with or should end up with? <laughs> you go. No, you, you, is it, they, did you not hear the question? <laughs> You're such a jerk. Um, who who do you think Molly should have ended it? I'm good. No, I'm good, girl. I, don't, I think she needs you to ask the question again in the way that you. Okay, so like, who do you in you the way that I would understand? Like, you, Yvonne, <laughs> and also Molly. Do you shit? think Issa, TV Issa, should have ended up with? Oh, I I missed that. Was like, oh. I got the question. I got. <laughs> oh my bad. Okay, I'm gonna. I went Nigerian with two degrees. <laughs> get off of me. I understand. Pizza. Okay, so. I'm gonna answer as as Issa myself <laughs> that I think I think um, I think about Molly and Jared a lot. I think that they would have yes. been a great yeah. couple if Molly hadn't been, you know, so close-minded and ignorant. Ooh, ignorant. Wait, does stretch. does what about TV Issa? What would TV Issa say or think? TV Issa, that's a I don't know what that makes me thinking. Honestly. I also think, I think TV Issa and I share the same. Because I think e TV Issa told her it's a shame to be. I think TV Issa would also fuck with Andrew. I think she liked that. I can see that. That's, that's great. Um, <laughs> I think Molly and Yvonne would have liked Issa to end up with Daniel. You think, first of all, do you know, Molly did not fuck with Daniel. It, no, that's what y'all wrote. That's not, that's, that's not, that's not how she felt. I, I know, I talked to her yesterday. She was like, nah. <laughs> okay. You know, Vulture did a list ranking all the men. Uh, yes, we saw. <laughs> oh, that some, was an some amazing of the men list. felt very salty. <laughs> uh, who, who would your top three be? Personal top three. Personal top three men. You go first, baby. Of, like the whole show, not just like in our yeah, worlds. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. You got this? 
no, you go. Okay. Um, I need time. No, I'm like, we're all friends. I mean, just in the, like, zeitgeist. Like, our types. Yeah. Our types? Or just who, what? Well, it's it's related, right? It's all related. It's all like related. Types, who you would fuck with, who you would fuck. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I don't want to answer this question. Fine. Mm-hmm. I will take one for the team. I will go. Appreciate that. Number three. Um, mm. Luke James, who uh, Issa, okay. yes. was, his fingers were very touchy. You know, she couldn't get past the, t- the, the tickly natures. And I was like, bitch, what's up? It's him. Yes. Um, and he can sing, girl. And he can sing. You messed that up. Yeah. Issa been trash. Issa D messed it up. Um, two, I would say. Chris? I, who? Chris? Chris? That Molly's was yours. He, he said in me. the whole world. He in said the in the whole world. world. I'm only talking about men that Issa has fucked with. Your braid almost hit me and we were about to have <laughs> a whole... It was about to be a moment. Um, <laughs> I would say... Uh, it's hard. See? I tried to get us I'm out of this. i number one Daniel. Low-key, Issa Rae, <laughs> Daniel. That's it. Thank you. So there's no number two? Number two, I have to think about that once you come up with your three through one. No, I think our time is up. This has been real. Oh, this come on. Great. Give us one. Huh? Give us at least two. No, I mean, they were all wonderful. Um, <laughs> Shimali had some good. Uh, the league guy? The league? The league guy? Brandon Bell? Brandon Bell. There we go. Brandon Bell was handsome. Uh, Jadena, always a crowd favorite. Always a you favorite. Ah. Uh, Such a jerk. Um, and Sterling K. Brown. Why don't we just throw him in the... Ref- yes. Shout out to Sterling K. Brown, who's happily married with children. Yes, that's okay. I heard someone say that. That's- he was, I think he would have been good for Molly this season. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Do you have a number two? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Nathan or Lawrence. Nathan or Lawrence? Nathan or Lawrence. <laughs> wow. What about Kofi Serby? Oh, Crenshaw would have been Crenshaw would have been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what yeah. number is he? I, I maybe maybe Crenshaw is two. Uh. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Thank you. Thank oh. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you all guys for, coming for coming out. Appreciate it. <laughs> he was like, and I think we're done. Uh, thank y'all so much. Y'all are awesome. That's it for another episode of Good One. Insecure's final season airs on Sundays on HBO and HBO Max. Follow Issa on social media at Issa Ray and Yvonne at Yvonne Orgy. Follow Alex at E underscore Alex Jones. Good One is produced by myself, Jelani Carter, and Camila Salazar. Gotham Shrikashin did our theme song. Write our view and rate the show on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. Email me comments, questions, or laughing around suggestions to goodonepodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at goodonepodcast. I'm Jesse David Fox, and you can follow me at Jesse David Fox. Good One is a production of Vulture and the Vox Media Podcast Network. We're back next Thursday. Have a good one. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running. (laughs) 
<laughs> but they choose to do it. In the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.